Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good evening, church family. It's good for it's so good to have you with us again tonight as we join together for our Wednesday night uh, Bible study time. And uh, hope and pray that you've been lifting our prayer needs before the Lord. Uh, Brother Buddy has been so gracious and kind to to compile a list of prayer needs. And if you have any that he needs to mention <clears throat> and put in our prayer list. Uh, please let him know he's wanting not just names, but specific uh, reasons for prayer for these individuals so that we can pray uh, specifically for those needs. Uh, you can email Brother Buddy or text him or call him or however you want to. Uh, but uh, uh, he has emailed out the prayer list. And uh, uh, for those that uh, aren't particularly tech savvy and, and have email, he has uh, mailed uh, those out through use, using the U.S. Postal Service. And so thank you, Brother Buddy, for doing that. And I hope and pray that you continue to pray for those needs. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God's blessing on our time tonight together. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness and love. And we praise you for uh, another opportunity to lift your name and, and to exalt you before uh, one another and, and in this world. And Lord, we just pray that you would uh, be lifted up as we seek to to uh, thank you for all the many answers to prayers and all the things that you do for us and all the great blessings that you give us. And Lord, we just praise you and love you and we thank you so much. Uh, Father God, we pray that you would bless us now as we open uh, your word and as we sit and focus upon uh, your scripture. And Lord, we just pray that you would uh, guide and direct us and bless us as we seek to uh, honor you through the study of your word. Lord, we pray that it might be a guide and a direction for our life and lead us in your pathways of righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, tonight I want to take you back to the book of Galatians chapter 5. And uh, we are uh, continuing our study on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, And uh, we want to talk tonight about... uh, the the second fruit of the spirit which is joy now there's something that we all do and when we're little babies or senior adults or whatever it is uh doctors tell us that the best medicine is uh and the best way of reducing stress is uh to uh, have laughter and have joy within our hearts in fact when we engage in activity uh, we are documented there are documented physical effects um, uh, the muscles in our abdomen uh, our chest and shoulders and elsewhere contract our heart rate and blood pressure uh, increase and uh, 
in one burst of activity, our pulse can double from 60 to 120, and our uh, stostic blood pressure can shoot from a normal 120 to 200. And once we stop this activity, our heartbeat and blood pressure also dip below normals, indicating that it's a, a sign of reducing of stress. Um, and of course, that's laughter that uh, we're engaging in when we do that. Laughter is good for you, and laughter is healthy. And Solomon knew that, and he said, "A merry heart does good like a medicine," in Proverbs seventeen twenty-two. But as you know, we don't always feel like laughing. And the reason that we laugh, generally speaking, is because something makes us happy. But we don't always laugh because we're not always happy. But there is a delight and a gladness of heart, a rapture of the soul that goes beyond and above happiness. It's called joy. Now there is a tremendous difference between joy and happiness. You can't always be happy without uh, you cannot you cannot always be happy without being joyful, but you can be joyful without being happy. Let me say that again. You cannot be happy without being joyful, but you can be joyful without being happy. Happiness is external. Joy, joy is internal. Happiness depends on the outward circumstances, but joy depends on inward character. Happiness depends on what happens to us. Joy depends on who lives within you. Happiness is based on chance, but joy is based on choice. And that choice is following in Christ Jesus and having the Spirit of God living within us because we are children of God. Uh, And so uh, let me just say also happiness, the word happiness comes from an old English word, hap, which literally means chance. Uh, And it corresponds to the Latin fortuna, which also means luck. And happiness is uh, by is basically a sense of of uh, feeling that comes from a chance of what is happening in our life. But joy is truly something that comes from God, and it is a result of what God is doing in our life. Well, our passage of Scripture is found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, uh, and against such thing there is no law. Uh, and they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And we're talking about living and walking in the Spirit of God. Uh, and we're. Uh, uh, let me just go back again and talk about the circumstance for what Paul is writing. Uh, Paul is concerned for the church at Galatia because there's a group of Judaizers who are pressuring the new converts to live under the law, a part of which is demanding that they are circumcised to show their devotion to God and adherence to the law of Moses. Now, Paul's argument uh, begins by recalling his convert's own experience 
uh, of the Holy Spirit. He says in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Are ye also are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? And what he's talking about is, is are you made perfect by the work of the Holy Spirit or the work of the flesh that is uh, a result of uh, coming to know your salvation by adherence to the law? Uh, did you come to salvation by the law or the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? That's where Paul begins his uh, uh, his teaching there and in his argument for the church and then he cites uh the faith of abraham as an example in verses six through nine in, in galatians chapter three it says even as abraham believed god and it was counted to be uh, to him for righteousness know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham he says if you come to faith you come to faith through Abraham's uh, uh, faith in God and he says know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham and the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the the heathen through faith preached before uh, the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in, this, in thee shall all nations be blessed. He says, look, remember what God told Abraham, all nations would be blessed because of the work of uh, uh, your faith uh, and the work of God, uh, the, the covenant with God through uh, Abraham uh, to bring about a blessing, that blessing uh, as a result of faith in uh, uh, in Jesus who would come as a seed of Abraham. Uh, and he says, uh, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. He says, Look, Abraham is an example of faith, uh, faith bringing us to salvation. And then he uh, he gives an exegesis of, of a number of pivotal passages that were widely used among the believers in Galatia in uh, verses 10 through 14, uh, dealing uh, with many of them about the curse that comes through sin and dealing with them uh, the understanding of knowing uh, that they come to faith, uh, uh, salvation through faith, uh, in grace in the grace of God uh, through Jesus Christ, and so uh, he gives all of this, and then he mounts a series of arguments that are found. He says, not only do you have this uh, uh, faith that comes as a result of the work of God in your life. Uh, that we live by faith and that Christ uh, redeems us uh, not through the law, but we're cursed through the law, knowing that we uh, need salvation as a result of the fact that we have sinned and it's pointed out to us. 
demonstrating to us that we need salvation because of uh, the, the law pointing out our need for uh, Jesus Christ as our Savior, the curse of uh, sin in our life. And so then he points out a series of arguments found in verses 15 through 18. Uh, he talks about these different individuals, uh, these uh, ad hominem uh, 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 examples found in nature and then more direct examples found in verses 19 through uh, vor- uh, chapter 4 verse 7 and it's all pointing to the impossibility of legalism uh, uh, and nominalism as being a way of working out our salvation and pointing out that we need uh, to come to salvation not through legalism, but to to demolish, to terminate uh, uh, the idea of of getting, gaining salvation by works, gaining salvation by uh, doing these things. Uh, we're no longer a servant of of the law but of uh we are set free paul says uh by the work of the spirit of god work the work of jesus christ and the work of god's grace in our life paul fears for their welfare and for their uh effectiveness in ministry and you know uh a lot of times we can also uh we should fear as well whenever we uh get into the habit of uh church uh, uh, demanding legalism, demanding people live a certain way. You've got to do this and you've got to do that. You can't uh, be a, a child of God unless you do that. Unless it's related to uh, salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, uh, if it relates to anything else, it's merely legalism that's pushing for uh, uh, individuals to uh, do certain things in order to have uh, salvation. Paul is pleading with his uh, 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 converts, the people who came to know Jesus Christ there in Galatia, to follow his example. Uh, once once they were open to, to Paul's teaching, but now they're uh, set against him as if he is a uh, uh, an enemy because of the teaching of the Judaizers, because of their uh, uh, adherence to legalism and uh, their the idea, the concept of working through your salvation. And there's another uh, issue that Paul is very afraid of and that is is that uh, if you work out your faith if you work out your uh, um, uh, uh, salvation through works of keeping the law then uh, you uh, you begin to have a libertinism uh, that allows you to say hey I can do whatever I want to I'll just keep working in my uh, working out my faith myself I'll keep uh, working towards uh, salvation by uh, a means of doing uh, 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 these laws in order to have salvation. Paul urges them to hold fast to the freedom of Christ. He equates legalism to slavery. And uh, the Jewish people know well about slavery because they uh, were enslaved in Egypt for hundreds of years. And uh, so uh, they were a people of slavery and and understand... Excuse me. Under, understand slavery also when uh, <coughs> different peoples came into uh, uh, Israel and took them off into into bondage and slavery uh, when they were 
uh, 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 defeated by the enemies of, of Israel. And so he says uh, this legalism is equal uh, to slavery, but the grace of God, the grace of Jesus Christ that's found through faith is, is, is seen as freedom. It's a freedom that uh, delivers us from that, uh, that bondage of slavery uh, that is equated to sin. Uh, basically, his, uh, you, you think about uh, a, a set of scales. Let's think about the scales in, of justice. And uh, those of you who know what that is, it's a, a lady there who is the modern symbol of legalism, which is, uh, or, or the legal system, uh, which is uh, justice is blind and uh, she's uh, blind, uh, blindfolded and she's holding a set of scales. And uh, the concept is, is that, uh, that uh, the scales of justice determine uh, someone's actions and determines whether or not they are innocent or guilty. And uh, uh, this uh, legalism is uh, uh, constantly uh, mounting up uh, uh, things that we've done wrong, sin that we've committed in our life, and it keeps putting all these things on one side of the scales. And uh, legalism requires that we continue to work and work and work and work uh, to put on the other side of the scales in order to uh, le- uh, to level out the scales and allow us to to find uh, salvation. That that's not what God intended in the the uh, the law. Uh, that he gave unto Moses and uh, the law that he gave in Scripture, but rather uh, he intended for uh, the those laws to be used as a way of, of telling us that we can never work out our salvation in ourselves. Paul equates salvation through legalism or works as works of the flesh, and he encourages uh, the people of Israel to to instead live in the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and his purpose is to help them to see that uh, libertinism, which focuses on freedom as an opportunity for the flesh to continue to sin, has dire negative consequences. And serving one another through love, as found in verse 13 of chapter 5, um, uh, and living in the Spirit, in verse 16, have significant positive results. And Paul sets out his list of vices and virtues in order to highlight uh, his two conclusions. Now, he gives out the works of the flesh, and then he uh, uh, talks about them as uh, over against the uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is found uh, beginning in, in verse 22. And the reason that he does this is that uh, those who belong in Christ are crucified uh, have crucified the flesh. And we need to understand that as a Christian, we have been crucified with Jesus Christ. We crucify our flesh. And so we crucify all the desires and passions that fi- uh, that are found in, uh, in the flesh. Uh, he, he says... Uh, 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 that... Uh, the flesh is is full of all of these things that are opposite of, of the fruit of the Spirit. And so, so he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep uh, in step with the Spirit of God and thereby expressing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And so uh, uh, Paul continues to... to uh, 
to encourage his uh, the people who came to Christ in Galatia uh, to live in the Spirit. And so last week we looked at uh, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. And the fruit of the Spirit is also joy. Uh, uh, this word for joy uh, uh, is commonly used in uh, the Hellenistic world as a, a highly uh, esteemed noun, and it was also used as a name, just as it is today. In the Greco-Roman world, uh, joy was uh, connected with happiness, which in turn resulted from one finding for oneself the middle way in life between all sorts of extremes, with joy being dependent on pleasant circumstances. And we see that today, that many people equate joy with happiness and thinking that it just comes with, uh, with uh, not having things too difficult, not having things too easy, uh, that we get so bored with it that, that, uh, that it loses its meaning. Um, uh, one who, uh, in Scripture... Uh, it's not associated with happiness, but rather uh, one who is in Christ and in the Spirit. Joy is associated with righteousness and peace and hope. Uh, we find that in the book of Romans where Paul talks to the uh, church at Rome about being filled with joy, of having the joy of, uh, of God coming uh, because of the work of the Spirit in their life and not just pleasant circumstances. And so uh, we we see that joy is an aspect of the Christian life uh, that is found throughout Scripture. And it's something that, uh, that the Christian needs to understand uh, has a deep significance to, the, uh, to uh, one's relationship with, with God. Uh, throughout Scripture, we've seen that, uh, that joy has been associated with the movement of God to bring deliverance to the people of, of God. Uh, whenever God would uh, uh, sweep in and, and deliver the, uh, the children of Israel out of uh, a difficult situation, out of defeat by their enemies, or out of uh, bondage and slavery, uh, it, it speaks of uh, the people of Israel having joy in their life. And so uh, uh, joy is the fruit of the Spirit is associated with, with God bringing deliverance in your life, of God coming into your life and delivering you from uh, those things that oppress you. And sin is the number one oppressor in the Christian life. And we need to understand that, that as Christians, we need to, uh, to trust and, and rely upon God to bring us deliverance. And when God does deliver us from uh, the bondage of slavery, we will have true joy in our life. It also is used in Scripture whenever uh, uh, the people of Israel celebrate God's servant. Uh, this was seen when uh, the people of Israel uh, received a, uh, a king or when uh, a prophet of God was uh, was named or when a, a judge would come and bring deliverance to the people of Israel. Whenever they uh, had uh, a prophet of God or a, a judge uh, that was announced in the nation, uh, we see the people of God celebrating God's servant, celebrating uh, God working in the life of an individual to bring about good things in the life of Israel. And so we too can see that God uh, continues to use His people, uh, not just 
preachers, but and not just missionaries or or uh, 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 people that serve in, in the local church, but everybody that is used of God, everybody that is a servant of God, uh, is worth celebrating uh, by the people of God, and and it brings true joy in their life. And God can give us joy when we become His servants and when we're able to serve Him. It also uh, was uh, used throughout Scripture whenever the return of the Ark of the Covenant, uh, uh, whenever God's Ark of Covenant came upon the scene uh, in a battle, whenever God's Ark of the Covenant uh, was uh, returned to the people, it brought such a thunderous uh, shout of joy in the life of the people of Israel that uh, it says that the earth shook and it caused fear in in the enemies of God. Uh, the people of God. Uh, 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 and this is all related to the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of God's presence in the life of Israel. It was a, uh, in the middle of the Ark of the Covenant was the uh, between the two uh, wings that sat up, uh, of the angels that sat upon uh, the Ark of the Covenant was the seat of uh, was the mercy seat and that was where uh, God brought mercy to the people of Israel uh, by the the high priest placing the blood of the sacrifice uh, on the the seat of mercy and it was uh, it was a uh, not only a symbol of the presence of God upon their life but God bringing his mercy and grace to the people of bringing uh, uh, forgiveness and we need to to have uh, an understanding of God's presence in our life. Whenever we have the presence of God in us, uh, we can have true joy. Other circumstances that are uh, found with the word of joy in, throughout Scripture is whenever uh, God brings victory uh, for the people of God over their enemies, uh, those who would oppress uh, the people of God. And we can find true joy in our life uh, because God has given us victory over uh, the enemy of the Christian, which is sin in our life. Uh, we also see God uh, 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 joy in throughout Scripture whenever uh, God uh, brings a defense to the people of God. Whenever God comes and shadows over the people of Israel and defends them from uh, those who would uh, oppress them and those who would uh, cause them uh, uh, difficulty and, and pain in their life. And we can uh, know true joy in our life because we know that God is overshadowing us and, and protecting us and keeping us uh, from uh, the wrong things in our life, the bad things in our life. Uh, joy is also used whenever the gospel message is received by the people. God, uh, 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 God's people uh, shout for joy when they hear the message of God being proclaimed. And uh, we ought to have true joy in our lives when we know and, and when we hear the gospel message and when we know uh, God's uh, 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 work of, of His love in our life. Uh, joy is also used whenever uh, uh, the people of God are able to serve God and, and live for God. And true joy is being able to, uh, to live for God and to serve Him. And uh, most importantly, we see that joy is used whenever uh, the people of God see the coming uh, kingdom of God. Uh, the coming of the kingdom of God, uh, the people of God uh, shouted for joy, uh, especially at the coming of Jesus Christ and His proclamation of the coming of the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, we need 
to declare the, 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 the joy in our hearts whenever we hear uh, the message of God, the gospel of God, and realize that the kingdom of God is at hand in our life because uh, Jesus Christ is within us. And, and there are many other uh, instances in which joy is used throughout Scripture. Uh, these are just some of the uh, more dominant ones that are found in Scripture. And, and we need to, uh, to be people of uh, uh, walking and living in the Spirit. Uh, Paul says that we need to live in the Spirit uh, and when we do, we'll have the fruit of the Spirit in our life. The, the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Uh, against such, there's no law. There's no, the law's not able to, to equate that in our life. Uh, and they, and it says in verse twenty-four, and they that are in, that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This admonition twice uh, at the beginning of uh, chapter five and at the end of chapter five, we see this parallel of uh, an admonition to walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another, but rather Rather, let us walk in the Spirit. We are to have uh, the Spirit of God uh, within us. And as a result, we are to show the fruit of the of Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit of God. Fruit was, a uh, was uh, again, like I said last uh, week, fruit was used here because it is something that... Uh, that we can uh, establish the circumstances for fruit, but we can't cause fruit to grow. I can uh, uh, I can plant a fruit tree in my yard. I've got a, a orange tree in my yard. I can uh, water it. I can put fertilizer out on it. I can make sure that it's pruned back and it's uh, it's in a good circumstance to grow. But the growth of the fruit is dependent upon God. God is the one who brings fruit uh, from the tree, and it's a result of God working uh, uh, in that tree to bring about fruit. And it's something that God does, not something I do. I can help uh, fruit to grow. I can set the circumstances right for fruit to grow. A farmer can can plant crops and put the circumstances right for a crop to grow. But it's God that brings the growth. God's the one who causes the rain to fall. It's God who causes the sun to shine. It's God who causes the plant to grow. It's God who causes the fruit to grow. And in the Christian life, it's God who, through the work of the Spirit of God within us, that brings about His fruit within our life. And the fruit of joy is something that God only brings because of the work of the Holy Spirit within us. And it's because of His work in us, not our work. Nothing, And that's why Paul used fruit, is because it's not something that we do. It's because of something that God has done in us. And through His Holy Spirit to bring about this change, this transformation in our life. And it's my prayer that God will continue to transform our lives to bring about His fruit within us. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, self-control. All these things are a result of the Spirit of God in us. And may His Spirit bring about that fruit within us. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You. We praise You for Your great uh, 
uh, joy that is within us uh, as a result of your spirit. Lord, we pray that you continue to help us to grow in your spirit, to walk in the, in the spirit, to live by the spirit, uh, not in our own actions, but Lord, depending upon you to mature us and to cause us to grow in, in our walk with you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you, and I hope this has been a, a joy in your life as we've studied God's Word.